This is Naoki Yoshida. This is Fern Hall. And you are listening to Aetherite Radio. Aetherite Radio. Here we go. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Aetherite Radio Gamers Games Final Fantasy XIV Podcast on Fusion X. And joining me today, we have Zenidra, Aldino, and Bryn. What's up, everybody? Hi. Were you like stuttering or trying to sing? I what was I don't know what that was. I'm, I'm weird. I don't know. Okay, we'll just go with weird. That's fine. Um, well, at least you talked this time. Aldino just waved at the camera. So for those yeah, on the audio so version cool. only, <laughs> he sends his regards. I'm miming. It's okay. There you go. I was bouncing around and I was like, you know what? They can't see that. It's all thanks to Brian and his commentary. Yes, I was like providing uh, audio-visual commentary on the podcast for those who are audio-only, sponsored by (laughs) Texas. All right, sorry, go ahead. Texas. The The state of Texas. The entirety of. The entirety, yeah. Governor's looking at the budget. What what is this this (laughs) fee to Aether? I mean, you know, I'm looking at stuff to cut. It's either... You know, it's either we got to kill all the orphanages off or this eighth right radio thing. I don't know which one. I don't even know what this is. All right. Um, go over some <laughs> quick news here real quick. Um, the uh, finalists for the tank gear design contest have been posted. Um, anything from bucket helmets to, like, Gundam looking armor. <laughs> oh, um, I like the one that looked like a tank. Yeah, the, the yeah, one that actually looks like a tank. One. Yeah. yeah, that was yeah, funny. I like the the bucket, uh, the bucket head. Um, <laughs> but though that's um, that's back when they um, when they first teased like a yokai watch collaboration. Mm-hmm. I think it was the guy from Level Five. They had um, they actually made like an in-game like bucket head, like armor piece that never came out. It was um, I think it was when the Ironworks gear was out. Yeah, like right mm. when Poetics came out. Uh, I wonder so I how much know. like gear and stuff that they've made that ha- hasn't come out yet. Like, because you know, at some right. point they were like, "Oh, we've got the assets and the files." Because they even teased like at w- one point, I think this earlier this year, they talked about they made clouds from Final Fantasy VII's bike as a mount, but there's not a game because right. they're like, "Well, we don't know." I don't know if they, <laughs> did they make it or did they just do like a test? I can't it could have been a test, but it's still like yeah. for a test regardless. Yeah. They still have to put assets and like there is work that goes into building a test. So, right. you know, you wonder like how much stuff hits the design floor is held and eventually is released, you know, maybe, you know, a year or, you know, years later could it be, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they're cool. Sure, Check we those talk out. about summoner eggies. <laughs> hey, oh, they come. said this starting at 3-4, oh. which is uh, unless they're changing that. We'll but see. We'll see. Soon. We'll see. see. Um, also, uh, they've announced the Final Fantasy f- um, Fan Fest art and costume contests. Mm-hmm. Um, art submission date is August 31st. So if you're going to Fan Fest, or even if you're not going to Fan Fest, uh, and you want to enter that, go ahead and get your stuff in by uh, next month on the 31st. It's important to note that if you do plan to submit, they take your first submission. And so the details are listed on the uh, the site and the activity. But just FYI, so if you're like, oh, I'm going to send three things, um, they're only going to take the first thing that you submit. So it's like one entry per person. Yeah. So don't, don't send like a million different pictures. They just won't send it them. under different like aliases. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it would be awkward if you were there and like each one won. You come back up on stage. No, that's that's me too. It's my, still, this I, is I, a, I a we're, that, we're, right? we're, tri- we're triplet redheaded yeah. bearded men. There you go. <laughs> wow. Um, too many, 
<laughs> and then finally here, um, we have a three-year anniversary 14-hour uh, broadcast has been announced for Friday, August 26th at 8 p.m. Pacific. Um, they did this last year and the year before as well. So it's basically they'll invite special guests on. Um, I think a lot of times they'll throw a live letter in there too. Um, I think the last one, was it last year or the year before they did like the, the ALS thing in the middle of it, for the, the ice bucket challenge? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, and so, yeah, it'll be a lot of stuff. Um, none of it will be in English, but um, something to tune into. If there is a live letter, What's obviously, new? that'll be that'll be translated. And and, stuff and, like that, so. and one thing we actually forgot to mention, if uh, obviously y'all <laughs> haven't seen it, if you're listening to this and you're not currently subscribed, you can log in for up to 120 hours up till the end of August. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right, so yeah. uh, if you're listening to this in 2016, between July and August, uh, and you are not subscribed, go log in and play. And update so if and you're like a super fan out. of Yokai Watch and you want to do the <laughs> Yokai Watch fan. event, now's yeah, the time. Yeah, a good point. You don't have to pay for it or anything. So Just go play Deep Dungeon instead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's um, so many people doing that, and I'm just like... No. You're not, a, you're not a fan of the Deep Dungeon? No, uh, Yokai Watch. Yokai Watch. Well, oh, we'll get okay. to Yokai Watch. Um, <laughs> but first, we're going to talk about Deep Dungeon since that came out uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, what do you guys think about Deep Dungeon so far? Love it. Absolutely I love it. Love it. Um, I haven't run it enough to where I, I, I burned out. It's that we've we've <laughs> done it, and we never. The only downside is there's two slots, and it, sometimes I just feel like I wish there was a third save slot because it just seems like we keep mixing and matching. So we always mm-hmm. tend to start from the beginning. But uh, we were we were planning and having a good time. It's fun. It's kind of feels like uh, that level up is just like firing it all, <laughs> all the time. And then, um, and then you know, we were uh, we hit a trap, and then we hit a, a, a an enemy that just kind of like all wiped us out like really quick, and it was really surprising. So, but that was kind of you know exciting. It was like holy crap! Like okay, we need to approach this differently, um, et cetera. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I, I like that uh, for me personally. I'm working on the jobs that I don't have at sixty, so I'm not I'm not using mm-hmm. it for tomes at all. Like I'm just using it for for leveling all these other. Uh, jobs that I've never really cared about. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess not cared about. So it's a it's a harsh term. Just you know, <laughs> never had an, mm-hmm. the interest to focus on them. Right. Yeah, I'm kind of like in the opposite. Um, I've I've done uh, I've gone to fifty, so I've I've cleared it over a couple of days. I think it is the most boring thing I have ever done. Um, <laughs> it's sad. just you just you go in and it's like all right, next floor, next floor. You just it's tra- it's all trash mobs, and you get to the boss, and it's like yeah, okay, great. Are you uh, going in with randoms, or are you going with friends that are on voice chat? I've been doing I've been doing match parties. Okay, so, so I've been going with, in with people you're on chat people. with. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, which I mean, I right? I mean, with any content though, like that's the thing where it's like you know you can do anything in Duty Finder. It's not going to be fun. You going with friends? It's going to be fun. So that's I feel like that's mm-hmm. not a valid point here. So um, I would say then take mine with a grain of salt because the fun that we're having isn't so much Because Brian actually has friends content. that he plays with. So. Well, <laughs> and my wife. And so we're all well, just chatting and we're just having fun and it's just, Yelling you know. at each other. Like, it, yeah, yeah, it's just, and we're just talking trash to one another. Like, why'd you pull that? And it, like, because it's, it's, it doesn't matter. Like, the healer can go off and pull something because there's no real tank makeup. So we're just having I mean, heck! I mean, we're also drinking while we're playing, so it's like, oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah you're that'll make anything. So better. take take my thing with a grain of salt, like you know, yeah. uh, like maybe Deep Dungeon is meant to be enjoyed with you know a little tequila. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I also think um, that the the weapon um, 
I mean, I know they've made changes, so it's it's a little easier to, to get by the time you go 1 through 50, and that's that's more of an annoyance, but I think the biggest problem is I think that, that weapon is way overpowered for the content right like now. Like in the deep dungeon content, or like outside? Outside, because it's, it's I-135 for just mindlessly running through trash mobs, and that that's that's way too much, okay. I think. But, Do you think uh, that the, uh, the the solution is going to be that uh, they're talking about going all the way to 200 floors? That the challenge and the and the craziness or or whatever is going to be brought well, in depends, at that point. It depends on what they give us, and it depends on how things change. I mean, if it if it hits you with more, um, you know, like status downs and stuff like that when you hit each floor, then that might make it a little more interesting. Because mm-hmm. as it is right now, like I feel like those don't occur often enough to really matter. Okay. Um, and you get enough of those items to remove it that if you get one that's really bad, you can just remove it and it's a non-issue, right? Uh, mm-hmm. They never, you know, I've never been in a group where one hits and it totally screws us up and we have to change all, like our whole strategy around it. It's just like, oh, I'll just use this item. Okay, let's go, you know. Okay. Um, I but yeah. I, I, you, say, you say it was 135? 135? I thought it was 135. He said 135, which means that I, I oh, feel two, like it would be super underpowered. I, mean okay. I think I meant 235. <laughs> Yeah, my bad. No, my bad. that's no, bad. Usually yeah, we're in 3.0. Come out yeah, of your 2.0 yeah, world, please. Thank right. you. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 pretty, make sure. pretty up there. And I mean, like that's a my, equivalent of a horde weapon. Yes. My anima, yeah. my anima weapon is 230. Like I've been yeah. busting my ass get on this on thing, it. and now I can just like mindlessly run through this dungeon to get something that's better. That's bullshit. I'm sorry. Like well, that's bad design. That's way well, overpowered. A lot of the stats are horrible, though. I think it's that's, only good for dex classes, really. Yeah, it's one yeah. of those things where, you know, if, it's it's great for people that can get it, but at the same time, I don't think anything in content that requires that little amount of skill should mm-hmm. be able to, like, trump something that people have been working months on. Like, that's that's stupid. Like, I get it at some point, right? That's well, got to happen, like, maybe with content right. that comes out in a few more patches. But, like, right now, I don't feel like that's right. Does it does it trump it? Because if, if the stats really, you know, if 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 it trumps well, it in terms right. of eye level, but the stats really aren't getting getting you. Because I think it only has, much I, I think, like two stats or something on it. Yeah. Was that was that what it was? Yeah. So it's that weird mix of like technically it's a higher item level, but you know it doesn't have as many stats, so it's it's weird. But I mean, uh, you know, it's good it's for kind of someone who's stone. legitimately using the deep dungeon to level a job from you know oh, yeah. seventeen mm-hmm. to sixty though. Oh well, yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. You know, it's like my, then once it. you're done with all of that leveling crap, here's a weapon. Then you can go right. do real content. Exactly, yeah. no, um, and that's it, what that's what it was made for. But at the same time, like, do they really need like a two thirty five? I you know thing to do that with. I mean, what what are people doing right now? I mean, they're not gonna come into the game, level with Deep Dungeon, and then immediately go into, like, Midas Savage, right? Like, that's not going to happen. Right. Um, but, I mean, you know, they're going to be doing, like, from Void Arc, like Void Arc, Arc or, or um, you know, they'll be doing, like, Gordius or something. Like, so, I don't know that it needs to be that Who does powerful. Gordius anymore? Come on. Well, right. But, I mean, if somebody's going through the game and they need gear, I mean, that's an easy way to get gear. Um, right. But, well, yeah, I don't At the same know. time, though, when you hit that final level, a lot of the things that people end up doing is the newest primal and the newest primal mm-hmm. has the same eye level yeah that's true yeah and usually better stats i think my favorite Minus. part about it yeah 
My yeah. favorite part about it is that it's kind of a trial of any job that you haven't leveled. That's true. Because mm-hmm. you go 1 to 60 so fast that you can see, oh, you know what, you I kind of like Machinist at 60. Like, hey, I didn't think I'd like this. Or but you could be like, I was thinking I was really going to like this job, but I want to go check out something else. And that's, right. you know, so we've been just mixing and matching and playing around with all various kinds. Like I had a guy who plays uh, as one of our main black mages. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna try out Warrior, you know. So he's playing as as, as Marauder, That's and he's different. like, oh, "Okay, <laughs> yeah. it, it is completely different." And uh, and so yeah, I think maybe like Fusion's point that maybe the the eye level of the weapon is maybe elevated too high. I, I, that's a that's a tough balance, you know, because it's that you want some you know reason for players who aren't interested in leveling to go in, mm-hmm. but it seems like this content was really built for playing around with other jobs. And, you know, and helping to level those up. And that's, to me, like, that that's actually what we're using it for. Like, I haven't, mm-hmm. you know, I don't care about, like, my 60s. I'm playing, you know, uh, right now I've been playing it as a, as, a, as a Lancer. And I'm almost to where I can actually now switch to a Dragoon. I'm like, okay, th- you know, would I have leveled, uh, you know, that, that, uh, that class? Maybe at some point. But I'm doing it now for this content. I think my, on the my other, other flip side, you go ahead. <laughs> no. I think my other question too. I mean, talking about going in and like trying jobs out. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know that Deep Dungeon gives you enough time to really learn. You know, it's like okay, you go in on you know something that's like you like Dark Knight for example, right? Mm-hmm. You okay. go in a Dark Knight, you're thirty, you go to sixty. Do you really have that much time? to figure out what these new abilities are, what they do, how to rotate them in. I don't think that the content gives you enough time, and there's no mm-hmm. way to, um, I mean, outside of, you know, like looking at the wiki or something, to, you know, see right. what those abilities well, are. Like, in-game, it doesn't give mm-hmm. you the, the time to to experiment. It's just like, oh, you have a new ability now, and maybe it's like the third action on a combo that you'll use, like, no-brainer. But other right. than that, you're just like, all right, like, well, whatever. It's definitely not going to show you how to, to play that job correctly or to the right. to your best ability and i don't think it's meant for that it's I, th- I still think it's designed to meant to give you a taste and mm-hmm. and either spur your interest mm-hmm. in continuing to level that job through it to learn it because essentially when you do hit 60 you come out you're not you're not 60 you still have to go and do that right, uh, right. but you're going to get nice xp boosts which the so outside of that content which isn't really like you know we already said that it isn't really geared so that you have to perform at your best if you want to win um and so then it's going to kick you out and then it's like okay well i'm going to keep working on that and then you're going to kind of get that through multiple run-throughs and and, and continuing right. to level that in the real in the real well it's right. weird to say in the real world kind of a the real fake world <laughs> the real yeah. fake world of yours yeah yeah, yeah. we went with a friend of ours who uh wanted to go on machinist and they mm-hmm. literally just unlocked it so mm-hmm. uh because we were there we could say oh this ability does this this is a whoa right. okay this ability does this <laughs> there's a tornado so, running through my <laughs> so uh you're probably not gonna get that in every oh, run yeah. through but mm-hmm. uh there could always be the chance that someone will help you out right um the other thing i was gonna say is uh it's definitely geared toward uh, people who are going to use it to level, as we've all been saying. Yeah. But uh, the reason I say that is because I have all my jobs but Dark Knight are 60. And uh, I'm not going to get any of the extra junk you get for leveling uh, uh, an under 50 job because I don't have any. Mm-hmm. So it sucks for me. You're not, you, I think you get extra pot shards for that. I believe so. Yeah, you you have the sure chance so. to get Dude. extra mm-hmm. okay. for chests as you level. So that's yeah. cool, I guess. Never gonna see that. Yeah, I mean, I I had my I, I jumped in on Dark Knight because 
you know, at one point I wouldn't mind getting a tank, um, mm-hmm. up to sixty, and, you know, unlock mentor and stuff. But my my problem is like, you know, I have warrior and paladin at fifty from back in the day, and I I don't know how to tank worth a damn. So, um, <laughs> well, that's perfect for you then in this situation because well, you well, don't right, really need but, a tank. <laughs> but here's here's my thing though is I did I did a few runs on my dark knight and I got like one and a half levels maybe two, mm-hmm. and you know, and that's before the big uh, XP curve, right? Right. There's, it's. I'd rather great uh, fate grind. Like I've been, I've been leveling my Dark Knight doing the damn oh, yokai yeah. watch stuff because at least I get yeah. to run around and see a couple different areas okay. with deep sure. dungeon. It's just you know, okay, next floor, next floor, next floor, and then I just you know keep doing it and keep doing it, and I feel like I get more XP out of fate grinding than I would doing deep dungeon. I think it's oh, really? pretty bad for low level, but as you get closer and closer to sixty, it kind of ramps up. I know low Does level it? is really slow. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. I got, well, if it does you know, that, I got, like, then I could see that maybe being a little better. Yeah, like in between the dungeons in the fifties. Yeah, <laughs> like if you're sick and tired of doing, you know, like I don't know the vault. You know, you could do this a couple of times, and then you're in the next tier. Ormvale. <laughs> Ormvale. Yeah, okay. yeah, no. it's, it's another option, especially for leveling, because it, uh, it, you know, why not? It, yeah. it gives you, mm-hmm. it gives you that that other option. And right. I think essentially the, to solve kind of the the the, the additional problem there is that. Uh, yeah, the environments okay, the, the the way they are, but with the the concept of the endless dungeon in which that you try to go as far as you can go, is that they could really use this depending on like because they were talking about introducing other outside of the Palace of the Dead, they've got plans for other types of these deep dungeons mm-hmm. to introduce varying crazy areas. So like we're it's very you know obviously Gridanian influenced right here, um, but we can really get and, and expect to see who knows what kind of crazy environments that they could they could set up where they could have a deep dungeon that goes, you know, up and up and up to the moon. <laughs> well, the lore of it is that it's the Gamora ruins, right? Yes. So I don't think we're going to stray too far, but who knows? Maybe they well, have not up and up maybe and up within to the, the Palace of the Dead, though, I'm saying, like, within, like, if they introduce other you know, palaces or, or, or mm-hmm. you know, who knows? Like, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see because variety is is the spice of, of interest because mm-hmm. fusions, right? Running around doing fates, you're seeing, you know, not you're not looking at the same thing, doing the same thing. It allows sure. it allows you to at least have some kind of, you know, a semblance of, you know, and you can uh, and fates. So I, I actually mean. really <laughs> like. Uh, oh, that'd be so great well, if you could bring the music. Photos. I really like the music. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love that you they've been bringing a, back some a, of the older stuff. Yeah, yeah. fun variety yeah. and just stuff yeah. you don't hear yeah. anywhere else. Good point. Um, good. But yeah, Brian Brian made a good point too. I think what people not a lot of people realize that deep dungeon is the content type, and the actual name of the area is Palace of the Dead. So <laughs> I mean, it's like raids, Void Arc, City of Mock. It's deep dungeon, Palace of the Dead, and then whatever they feel like adding. And I think, um, yeah, they'll absolutely be adding more deep dungeons in the future. And I and I just kind of had this thought too, where what if They've, they've teased an area before that's related to the Crystal Tower. But what mm-hmm. if instead of a new raid series in 4.0, what if they turn Eureka into the next deep dungeon? That'd be cool. Mm. Are the, what is it? Yeah. Those dungeons under uh, Ulda, not dungeons, ruins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it Zelda? Yeah, ruins under Zelda. 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 Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, also, I, like, yeah, I, I, would, I would love that fusion because I think that's one of the, the disconnects we have with some of the, th- you know, like why I'm enjoying and love 3.0 story of all that. Mm-hmm. The there there was this sense of crystal tower and and the and the the binding coil Bahamut that really like draws you in mm-hmm. you know that interest and and being able to go and bring back interesting things and and going into like you said Eureka which you know from the Final Fantasy stuff is is connected through the crystal tower how cool would that be you know because yeah. they could do so much and they I could think it makes sense some too, interesting bosses because I mean 
Crystal, the, the whole Crystal Tower storyline, it was finalized with, with like a little bit of a hint that we might get more, right? When Nero mm-hmm. throws the compass right. down and you hear like the little beep. Um, but at the same time, it's like, okay, if 4.0 is Alamigo, we're going east. You don't want to be like, all right, and like the new raid series is like back over here and we're done. Like that, that mm-hmm. feels backwards, right? And mm-hmm. so by doing Deep Dungeon, I mean, look at Palace of the Dead. Palace of the Dead is in the 2.0 area. So they mm-hmm. could very well have uh, 4.0 come out and then have you know the new deep dungeon being a 3.0 area or mm-hmm. or, yeah. or, in a, or in a 2.0 area or whatever i mean it's a little different where it's not doesn't necessarily have to be based on new areas i mm-hmm. think is is the way I, i'm thinking about it in my head but yeah, um, it's you a know, great if you have 4.0 you're gonna want type. the raid you're gonna want um you know the, both the the eight man and the the alliance stuff to be in that new stuff you don't mm-hmm. want to have it in older content so i think maybe um that would make sense to do Eureka for, for 4.0D Dungeon. I don't know. So, um, also, in Palace of the Dead, uh, Onwell did a really cool job of putting this together. There are some NPCs that you can encounter at random, um, which are actually like targetable um, enemies. But we've actually met all these people before, um, and they're all NPCs that have died in quests or missions that we've done which is kind of it's kind of creepy but like kind of a like a cool little like easter egg um Mm -hmm. you know we have the makes you wonder what happens to you if you die (laughs) well we can't raise me guys i I cannot i cannot go back to palace of the dead right now (laughs) i just just get phoenix downed is what happens um but yeah lots of lots of npcs from storylines and stuff um so we have a whole post about that up on uh, gamerscape make sure to check that out keep an eye out too in uh in deep dungeon you'll see just you know some some random adventures and they have like some the naming on them they don't have like their actual names but they'll you know it'll be like staff wielding adventurer or, you know something like that and they'll have a little text bubble um when you when you defeat them so um they are random so maybe you've seen them yet maybe you haven't but uh make sure to check that out we got the post and a little bit of lore on each of them over uh, at gamerscape.com cool cool all right, and that'll take us into Yokai Watch. Um, what do you guys think of the Yokai Watch event so far? Um, I haven't yet to actually start it, but I have seen all the uh, the mounts and the various things that people have running around. So for me, I I'm, I like that it's running to October because uh, I've been like swamped <laughs> yeah. the last like two and three weeks. This month, this July month has just been brutal for my free time. So I was like, oh good, I've got. I've got time, so uh, I'll have to. If if either of you guys have been doing it, any of you guys, um, I'll let y'all speak to it here. Absolutely not. I hate the summer no. book so much. <laughs> I hate it so much. I'm not even gonna do it. Here's I'm here's just, my problem, right? Like I've never played. I think I played the demo, like of Yokai Watch, and right. I, I couldn't get into it. Um, but I'll be damned if I don't get an event item and they try and charge me for it, like a, a you know six months down the road. Mm-hmm. So I need to get all the event right. items. Um. Understand Getting that. the minions is isn't too bad, right? Because you get you get these little medallions uh, or metal the yokai medals from doing fates, and then you buy the minions. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is the weapon. As right? you buy them, well, as you buy them, the cost goes up, right? Um, mm. And this also happens for the weapons. Um, so after you get all the minions, in order to get a weapon, you need to have a specific minion out, and you'll get what they call legendary yokai medals. And so I think it starts at seven, but after everyone you buy, that goes up and up and up. And I think eventually you need like thirty or forty for like a single yeah. weapon. 
How many? Um, um, how many do sucks. you get per fate? One. Okay. If, so if, if you get okay. one. Yeah. It's oh, like thirty percent. Oh. People are saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you know when they were talking about this bench, they had mentioned, oh, they want to make the weapons you know a little difficult to get, mm-hmm. um, which uh, I don't know if I agree with, right? Because it's it's an event. It's not like these are like all powerful weapons or what. It's it's little mm-hmm. glamour stuff. Like it, they shouldn't be hard to get. Um, and of course, now that you know the events come out, we know that if you get all the weapons, you get another mount. Right. Um, what? It yeah. glows. You get a glowing. So, okay, so there's mount. the ghost mount, and then if you right. get all the it's weapons, a, a, you get glowing, another mount. It's a glowing ghost mount. Holy mm-hmm. crap! Like, there's no and way so, that I'm gonna I'm gonna have to start now. <laughs> that's why the event is two months long, right? So yeah. Is, yeah. yeah. All right, guys, gotta go. It's Time one of those things <laughs> where I I don't know. It's kind of annoying. I feel like they just drew it out like that so more people would be doing fates i you know i feel like it this whole thing is just like we need people doing fates again let's do an event that has people do fates just you know it's like it's like animal grinding all over again that's exactly what this is (laughs) they should incentivize fates outside of these events anyway like the why 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 is it that they have to incentivize it it's just that people kind of die off but they're they should just naturally have and, and and what i mean by that is that give out different type you know like why not give out tomes just for doing yeah. fates like it, it should be mm-hmm. a low number but hey there's a fate i can go get you know three tomes of lore give everybody Great. poetics nobody cares about them right well but, you know why not like, screen, why not just do that because that's going to help incentivize you know mm-hmm. you if you want it like there's it, it at this point why not and and almost to the point where why not give it out even if you're under level like just here's the here's the additional rewards that are coming through mm-hmm. fates to just uh, gener- incentivize them overall i don't know anyway and yeah, i mean but. i think i think that's a that's a fair point i mean they could do that with poetics easy mm-hmm. i mean or or if you're 60 and you're doing stuff um five nobody wants poetics something well, well that's, if they, see, they that's the, the thing. poetics gear that's it's, the thing it still looks is you're good. still it's getting tomes you may mm-hmm. not need them but for the few people that do it's something right. or you know you can buy stuff and sell it for like what 100 gil whatever the the crafting stuff is going for from poetics mm-hmm. nowadays yeah. um but i mean it's it's something more but yeah i mean just just going around i've actually been like i, I kind of mentioned earlier i've been doing all these these fates on my dark knight and so i've been right. leveling on my dark knight doing all these damn fates for yokai watch um and the other thing that's kind of nice about these too is the the weapons you can get are level 30 so you can glamour them pretty early on too if you want Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's rough trying to get all these damn medals. Uh, I wish they would have made it a little easier. Um, cause again, you know, they're not like super strong weapons or, you know, they're level 30 glamour things. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's a little overkill. Mm-hmm. I'm not interested I will in never know. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'll, I'll see how I get, I'd like to try and get the, the, the other mount, but it's, man. Yeah, I like I mounts. Know. They, they, I don't know. They actually put a mount on the store that I was like, I would buy that. And then I went and looked at the price, and I go, for not for that price. <laughs> Have you all <laughs> yeah, seen we that should, giant flying Moogle? Th- you know, we should we should talk about that too because there is there was a lot of commotion about that. Oh yeah. Um, online. So what they have, if you haven't seen it yet, it's a it's a is it a, is it a fat Moogle? Is it's like a giant, it? yeah, a fat choke. Uh, it's fat a Moogle. fat flying Moogle where it's basically the Moogle is like it's like a hot air balloon where like the mm-hmm. Moogle is the balloon and then there's like a little mm-hmm. bench under it, and there's two other little Moogles that fly around it. It plays the King Mog song, um, but it's thirty bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so for comparison, and that's account wide, right? That's not like yep. yes. it is okay. account. Some of them are which, like the cheaper ones are like which is just important. one yeah. character. Yeah. yeah. So there's 
when looking at mounts on the MOG station, there's a couple things to note. You have some mounts that are single character use. You have mounts that are account-wide. And then you'll have mounts that can fly and um, two, two-seater mounts. So this Moogle is the uh, first purchasable two-seater uh, mount. Um, it's also, I want to say, the last or the first of like the last four or five mounts that's actually account wide a lot of them have only been single character use the magitech were single character yeah. uses i remember right. i got a code and then i redeemed it to the wrong character which was great because <laughs> support couldn't do anything about it they don't have a system in place for oh you have multiple characters with the same name on different worlds and you accidentally click the wrong one we don't have a way to do like they warn you about so it so stupid and they do they do and and you know if, if you actually read carefully, you know, it wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> but I feel like support should be able to generate another code or something. They can't. That seems like an oversight. I don't know. It was mm-hmm. a pain in the ass to deal with. Um, but anyway, so yeah, it's Slepner, uh, by comparison, is like 24 bucks, And so mm-hmm. the Moogle is 30 um, And I think Slepner was account-wide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he well. was. But, um, so uh, for for six more bucks, you get it flies, and it's a two-seater. Um, <laughs> my, my favorite comment I saw... Um, somebody that's like oh well stepner was okay but this moogle is like robbery like it's way too i'm like it's six bucks more like really that's that's you know when you go that little bit more like that's where you're gonna draw the line like you know, <laughs> the whole that, that just last six dollars you know yeah and i, I mean there's long. a million i mean there's a bunch of people with it already so it's just like if you want to buy it if you don't whatever you know mm-hmm. yeah go, i know i, I agree I, I just, ride there's flower. always a part of me that just wishes that it was in game with like a point zero one to the like even if there was just that one millionth of a chance that it would drop um you know is that is that is that option but i understand why they do it it make you know from a business perspective it makes sense and heck this you know this whole process funded europe getting their data center so uh, right i mean that's that's the thing that people got to remember too it's not like we're just throwing this money at square enix and yoshida's going out and buying like you know all new furniture for his apartment or something with it i mean there it's going right back into the game Mm-hmm. Um, or optimization. It'll probably 15, go on maybe. sale eventually too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they've done that. They've yeah, done that. They the have done sales. sales. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, okay, thirty bucks is outside of my range, but maybe fifteen. You know, that'd be something. Yeah. I feel the fun. same way about it as yeah. I do about the Yokai Watch event. Not Just interested. Don't care. Don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Um, Moving right along to uh, back at E3, we had a chance to uh, sit down with Yoshida-san and ask some questions. Um, and there were a few on our list that we didn't have time to get to. Um, so we threw those over in an email, and now we got them back. So he answered them for us. So we're just going to go here through these. There's only a couple, so like it's not like, oh, giant interview. It's just a few little things, but um, some good information in these, I think. Um, mm-hmm. The first one is what's coming up. Uh, in the future for the diadem and exploratory missions. And he says, we're currently making progress in developing the next version of exploratory content. Based on the large amount of feedback we've received from around the world, we're making big changes to what is included, um, and we're working on it as though it's a brand new piece of content. However, because we're trading carefully, and this is large-scale uh, content, it's taking a little bit more development time than expected, and so it's looking like it's going to be difficult to implement uh, with 3.4. So uh, we're planning to apply a minor update for Diadem in 3.4, and they plan to implement features such as capability to match up with just Disciples of Land um, and refreshing items available as rewards. So 
Uh, stay tuned to the next letter from the producer live for more information. This is going to be interesting because I, I think, you know, while Diadem was the first, like, like brand new content, and then I would say that the Palace of the Dead is the, is the kind of the second brand new content towards mm-hmm. the game. It's something we haven't really seen. It's not a, you know, it's a part of the normal cycle. Um, but the uh, it seems that uh, it didn't really go over as well. And I mean, I've, I've done it, but mm-hmm. it's, it wasn't anything like it. I think, I, I think had really, and, and, you know, I'm not trying to like, you know, make this sound super negative, but really mm-hmm. as far as like new content goes for the game, it's the biggest, it's the first flop. It came out, it was popular for like a month, and then it just mm-hmm. kind of died down. And nobody's mm-hmm. in it. You know, you'll get, uh, every so yeah. often, gatherers will go in there, and it's just them. It's just like one gatherer that had yeah. a couple friends help him get in, and that's it. That's all that's in that whole area is one person. Mm-hmm. So um, it'd be neat to see what this <laughs> minor patch to it, maybe that might help, like, because it, you know, rewards to help incentivize that. But it sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like. That they're inter- they're creating new exploratory content, so the diadem is still mm-hmm. going to be there. They're going to make this up- update to it, but they're literally going to be making another option, another you know, not the, for lack of the better term, another diadem. The impression that I get is that maybe they are they might be adding a new area, but they're also um, redefining Ambic. what an exploratory mission is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the diadem will get a big update. Um, it'll, it'll it'll get like a little refresh in three point four. Um, and then I think with, with 3.5 or whatever, they'll add mm-hmm. another one and then they'll go back that same patch maybe. And just so 3.5 or 3.6, for example, if we get a 3.6, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, you know, it'll just be like, okay, exploratory missions. Like they're, you know, we got this new area and then we, we did some stuff in this old area. So please go do this content um, and, and please please go into those areas because nobody has been. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see what they do. I mean, uh, if we get some like new rewards it depends on what the rewards are right because before right. it's you know you could get materials mm-hmm. and like a pegasus mount which is great but i mean it, it doesn't take long for people to get that or not need it anymore and you know as we saw when the diadem came out nobody cares about it anymore so we'll have mm-hmm. to see what they add well and so if you look at the diadem and you look at the, also the palace of the dead like either you kick off the diadem from your home, your, your free company house or you go into uh, you know um, Ishgard and go mm-hmm. to, to basically that the, the airship dock. But as opposed to all other content, you have to go talk to an NPC for this for these types of contents. And so there's also this removal of ease of access. So I would I would also venture that there if the rewards were right, there would be a really interested player base in mm-hmm. in doing this type of content. But they're either not aware of it, the game doesn't draw them to it, or from an ease of access, they just kind of stick with their roulettes and what they can queue up for the duty or raid finder. Well, and I, and I think too, right right now as it is, even if Diadem was in duty roulette, people still wouldn't be doing it. No, that's very no, true. No reason that, that's to. still tight because you're absolutely right when it yeah. comes to rewards. You know, and I, I so hope they're incentivize it. they're new. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> you know, item reward thing that they're planning isn't just like oh, instead of like the, what was it two ten was that the yeah, yeah, it was it was two ten. When it but first it was came like out, everyone real yeah. random stat gear. Yeah, yeah, but you could get some really good stuff at the time. Yeah, and yeah. I'm hoping their new idea isn't oh, we'll just have it drop like ethereal like two thirty pieces now. Like I hope that's not what they do. I hope um, so too. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to see. I'll be curious to see what they what they do with that because I mean it sounded like it could be a cool idea when they first in you know when it first came out, but then it just like eh, all right. 
So speaking we'll see. of uh, ease of access, is anybody else amused that they finally gave us the raid finder, so you don't have to go out to uh, freaking Alexander, and then in Deep Dungeon you have to go to the place yeah. again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, so, right? Like, what? Are you... <laughs> Be yeah. consistent, please. Yeah. It's, it's Do I have to schlep everywhere or not? Yeah, it's it's interesting because so if you look at the Deep Dungeon, there's so many people in Query Mill, you know, when there's lots of chat and lots of conversation, positive there. But you have to go there. Yeah, maybe it's to offset that. Maybe they want to have that type of still the that content. I'm sorry, hit the mic. Content with the community, but um, I don't know. It, <laughs> traded, you know, you, we did mm-hmm. make that trade basically. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it could just be to get people out in older areas. Maybe that's you know that's yeah. that's part of the fate the fate thing, right? They want more people to do fates. Well, if you're out in Quarry Mill, maybe you'll see a fate, and you want to go and do the fate. True. They want the world to feel more alive, and what I they, mean, that what makes they really sense, need to do but... is go back and reincentivize uh, King Behemoth and uh, Oh yeah, and yeah. Odin. They need to yes. bring in also like it would be great to have some open world type of dungeons that you could go and just have like things to do and kill. Like you said, mm-hmm. King Behemoth is great, you know, example. Yeah, it's like that's while it doesn't we don't want the game to shift only to that, but mm-hmm. it you know having those open world experiences make. The world seem alive. Seeing a bunch of people, you know, they've kind of done that. They tried to do that, or they've had that with hunts. Um, you know, lots of open world things to go kill. Um, you know, it just I don't know. Just I would I would prefer mm-hmm. to see some more of that because um, I do remember. Like, if you do, y'all remember back? You know, uh, in the 1.0, we were rushing the various beastmen stuff to go yeah. kill and do things. And so there's lots of people participating in that content. It'd be interesting to see something. Along those lines, brought brought into well, the inventory mean, monsters. I think you know, someone, back, yeah, just like in, yeah, yeah. Big heart, back in the day, they had uh, they talked about free company primals, right? Yeah, whether whether or that. not those are still a thing, uh, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or you know, it, it might be nice. You know, it's funny. I was doing fates in uh, South Shroud today, and um, I did the uh, the fate with the uh, was the the antelope NM, and yeah. walking around that area, it took me back to launch where that area right there there's like different sizes of antelopes and there's i think there might be one or two name uh Mm -hmm. different anyway you know and and we're like oh what if like we have to kill these and there's like an nm that pops or something right and so we we sat out there for like 30 45 minutes just killing these antelope thinking that you know if there was a like a hidden trigger or something for an nm um because you don't get those in in two in 2.0 3.0 now there's not just nms that pop and maybe that would be something you know that they could add to you know incentivize kind of going back out there and doing stuff because now all those NMs are in fates mm-hmm. that we have and they also they have you have the you do have those NMs that are acting as for the hunts though um, the A rank and the like S rank but you don't you don't get anything unique that's what I'm right. saying is they should have yeah. some kind of unique NM reward system because fate I mean hunts is one of those things too where um, every so often content will come out. And you can buy something, you know, they'll add something that you can yeah. buy with the seals you get from hunts, right? It's it's mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, like, usually it's like relic weapon stuff. Or, you know, you can buy it with a bunch of, of you know, poetic tomes. Or you can use these allied seals. Um, and I just feel like it's, you know, I don't know. I mean, there's still people that, that are really into it. And I, I don't understand why, I guess. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But it, it just feels kind of flat now. Like, oh, it's there. I guess I might as well kill it. But still you know having a hunt link shell and like running around and killing them left and right like i i don't know there's no reason to do that i don't think anymore yeah right now upgrade mm-hmm. items for uh the augmented primal gear yeah oh uh, yeah that's true mm. 
That's not enough still to people, get me to do hunts. Yeah, <laughs> there's still people who do it for for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a fair amount, actually, on Balmung, but who knows yeah. about other places. It'd be neat to see, like, uh, you know, so if they let, because mostly NMs outside of that, you know, we're our fate bosses, which can be kind of fun. It would be cool to see, like we talked about earlier, incentivizing fates, like, what if they dropped a, a unique piece of gear that you could sell or, or, or collect or something like that? And it wouldn't have to be high level stuff, but uh, mm-hmm. I, the amount of work, obviously, to go and add that gear would, would you know, would, would to actually make it would take some time, but you know why not like uh it it just adds that extra value in you know oh Mm -hmm. oh my gosh this fate's popped okay it's this boss and i might get a chance of getting x if i you Mm -hmm. know if we if we beat him i don't know i'd rather i'd rather see stuff like um i mean granted i mean comparing you know 11 to 14 it's they're very different now but Mm -hmm. um some like like a pop in system kind of like um like sky or just maybe maybe instead of just having these random nms that can just kind of pop up and drop stuff you know like again the antelope go kill the antelope there's a chance they'll drop this key item the key item is used to pop the nm the nm mm-hmm. can drop something rare like i think something like that well, would like be... xnms no not like um, xnms what you're describing is basically well no xnms you had to go and take pictures right I have no idea are you talking about 11 oh. xnms yeah yeah, you're talking about the, Pancration. The, no, not Pancration. That's Pokemon. ZNMs <laughs> is where you had to take pictures of monsters, turn them in for points, and then you would get a pop item. Okay. I think I stopped we'll playing Gitarra <laughs> right on, so I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. Something something that's more just kind of out in the open world to incentivize p- players to just go out and do stuff. Because, again, you know, that would bring them back to doing fates. It's like, oh, I'm out here. I might as well do a fate. Or, you know, might adding... Well? Adding tomes to fates because at this point, like adding you know five esoterics tomes or five five lore tomes even to a fate yeah. isn't gonna break anything, any kind of balance in the game. Nope. Um, so, but yeah, there we go. Anyway, back to the Q and A tangent, like a mad giant man here. tangent. Um, and this is this is from a little bit ago. So if if it feels like it's a little dated. It is. Because, um, again, we were going to ask these at E3. So, um, days after past 3.3, I tried queuing up for Frontline's Shatter, and it was already a 20-minute queue. Are there plans to do something to help alleviate long queue times for large group content? Uh, Yoshida said, immediately after a major patch release, players inevitably choose to focus on the new main scenario or PvE content, um, especially for 3.3, um, where we had new Disciples of Hand and Land gear introduced uh, and more laid-back content like the Aquapolis. Um, which contributed uh, to the population spreading itself out amongst content. I'm beginning to think that it might be better to release PvP content in a staggered schedule uh, and not at the same time as major updates. This is probably a separate discussion from adjusting grand company restrictions uh, and is a necessary task to investigate. Um, That said, um, he says, I'm guessing your question was meant to imply grand company restrictions were the root of your cause at the queue time. Um, (laughs) Yes and no. Calling you out. It was, it was truthfully, it was more of a worry about interest in PVP, right? Mm -hmm. When it's, you know, a few days out where people would have done the main scenario already, I would think um, if, you know, they were like really active players, right? Because it only takes like a day, day or two to get through that stuff. But anyway, um, he says, um, I would like to clarify that um, what I'm most concerned about when it comes to lifting the restriction of grand companies uh, for PvP um, is not about the lore or inconsistency with the narrative, but uh, the moral degradation of our players. Uh, and I'm mainly worried about new problems appearing that don't exist at the moment, such as spy activity and particular teams farming for one single grand company. 
That being said, I do plan on running some tests, so please stand by just a little longer. Hmm. My my preference is like would be interesting that if uh, it would essentially kind of go off of kind of a priority system. Okay, you're going to queue and you're this grain company. That's priority one. Second priority is oh well if you're in a in a group you know and it's going to go off the leader's grain company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. then the third would be like oh you know uh, then let's make let's fill you in to a, a needed slot. So if there's 71 players. Well, why not just you know go ahead and fill that fill that gap, um, okay. and that would be that would be kind of my preferential treatment, you know, in, in that regard. But you know, he brings up an interesting point regarding uh, you know kind of moral degradation because it's like, yeah, like uh, there is already stress and and people can be just huge jerks in PvP, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and uh, and so then being able to you know kind of I guess switch those different kind of things, you could end up seeing that. People, you know, if people would say, "I want to play as a adder or as a this," I could see that you, know, you could you could run into some different additional well, and, challenges. And with the mention too of of people um, farming for a, a single grand company, yeah. um, mm-hmm. you're damn right we would because there's <laughs> you know try being an immortal flame on the primal data center. You're never going to get any of those PVP mounts ever, ever, never going to happen. Um, and so, yeah, I would love to farm a grand company, man, and actually Sleeve get mounts for Leave your terrible once. grand company. <laughs> oh, here we what, go. What do, you, what do you guys think about what he's talking about releasing it, like, in the off schedule, in the, like, in the, in the I half think it's patches? a good idea. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's the, not... the problem now, though, is uh, what else are they running on half patches on, on the point fives, right. mm-hmm. The Feast, which is mm-hmm. more PvP. So, I mean, it's one of those things where the people that want to do PvP, like, like hardcore PvP, are going to do The Feast. They're not going to do this other content. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I don't know. Cause then on the point fives, it's just like laying it on even thicker with PVP. And I don't think that's, that's a really good thing to do yeah. either. Um, so I don't know. Uh, going back to the grand company thing where, I, what you just said, Brent, I, I think that'd be an amazing idea where it has priority, mm-hmm. but like the third priority is like, you're a mercenary. You don't pick what, you know, grand company you go to, but this one needs extra people. You go there. Sure. You know, you don't have control over it. You can't spy. But if there's, you know, Immortal Flames is looking kind of low, well, I'm an adder, but I want to get in PvP right now, so I'll work for them this one time, you know? Mm-hmm. Kind of right. a mercenary type thing. That'd be great. And, I mean, and still, it, would, it wouldn't split up a party. Like, if you go uh, in as a preformed, then you're going to go in, you yes. know, and I would say just use the leader's grand company mm-hmm. in that regards because you're in a, in a party. It, it would be difficult. Like, I could see that if we're in a group together that, oh, what's, you know, what's your team doing? And what's, you know, oh, my team's doing this. Let me right, not exactly. play and sabotage. Mm-hmm. The, but there is that there. It could be that like, oh, wait, I'm on the flames or I'm on the, yeah, or I'm, I'm a flame. I'm going to help flames win by just relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> and I think an option too. I mean, I know he's talking about like people like spying and stuff. Um, so for example, like if I queue in to like shatter, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just puts me wherever. It just matches me into a bunch of other people. I'm not gonna know what team I'm on. Yeah. Um, so I don't. I don't see how that's gonna be an issue. I mean, maybe a little bit more if you get um, like a party or like alliances of people right. going in at the same time. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but I. I don't know. I feel. I feel like the the potential for just like that kind of stuff is is heavily outweighed by just getting into a fast pvp queue and actually being able to play the content well and Um, i mean taking it outside of final fantasy like if i'm on if i'm playing halo and i get queued on the red team or the blue team 
you know, like whatever. I don't care. I don't care. I just want to play. I don't want to <laughs> sit. I want to win. Like I want to. Like, I, I want to I, I win. Game. You know. Yeah. And they can. You can incentivize anybody who wouldn't want to win. Like, oh, we see that you're helping out as a merc. Um, we're going to give you twenty percent more experience yes, exactly. if you participate. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. And it almost yeah. would be that. Man, I hope I get put in on another team. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I said, you know, I said I really like to decorate my house. One thing that's always bugged me, however, is uh, partitions because you can't wallpaper partitions. Is there any chance that we can, you know, wallpaper partitions? And he says, um, I'm glad that you're enjoying decorating your house. We've received uh, the same sort of feedback from many of our players. So I'm having the housing team consider whether or not we can uh, either change the wallpaper on a partition or prepare one that matches the wallpaper. Uh, it might take some time before implementation, but I do intend on addressing this in some way. I hope it's just wallpapering the partitions and not having to make a separate partition for every single wallpaper. That would be yeah. really tedious and stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're working on it. So, so anybody that's you know like me and loves to decorate and is like really super like annoyed by having all this <laughs> great wallpaper and then like a wood wall that doesn't match <laughs> it, uh, it's coming. So there you go. Um, and our last question here. Um, a lot of people are assuming that the 3.x cycle is going to mimic the 2.x cycle and end with patch 3.5. Is that the plan? Can you tell us on what patch you plan on ending 3.0 with? Um, and he says, the official answer has not been revealed yet. Uh, if we announce it, people would start debating about whether the next expansion, or you know, when the expansion will be released, um, and it will be heavily linked to the main scenario. So if you could stand and and stand by uh, until FanFest uh, for more information. So... The, I never understood, especially from the two series, it was like 3.5 and 3.55. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 2.5. I'm like, did they do that because that they said they were going to go to 3.5 at some, you know, 2.5? Uh, and then they were like, well, I guess we, we still need to get yeah. some of this stuff wrapped up and we still have a little bit of time here. So it's like doing a, like a 3.6 or, you know, the only, the only thing I guess that would throw people off would be that uh, the expectation of the even patches introducing the new hardest content and the gear increase, mm-hmm. right. and that that would be that would be they would need to obviously have a plan for that because if they came out with a you know three six and then or heck even a three seven you know it's like there's some expectations that might be tied into that um, that that content that patch. Right. Well, and I think at one point too they said that the the cycle was going to be shorter, not, yeah. you know, after kicking into the expansions, right? Yeah, um, like in, I did say that. But I like, feel like, you know, I just feel going like off it's going to go sorry, the other go way. I feel like mm-hmm. we're going to end up at like 3.6 or or 3.55, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I mean, okay. just looking looking ahead at um, content. So we're at 3.3 now. We mm-hmm. still have two more um, of the Warring Triad. Mm-hmm. So that's 3.4, 3.5. Presumably, if Presume. if it's going to Kefka it up, we'll have another trial at 3.6. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And, and so, obviously, like you know, if it's true and they were going to go short, it's like so we should be learning about 4.0 in October. You know, and we're we're assuming pretty you know pretty strongly that you know it, <laughs> um, that and it you know and the, so but and 3.4 should be sometime in September. If it doesn't make that, it would be early October. So it would be mm-hmm. right around that. So. Tying that back to last time it was in October, uh, and just right after that, 2.4 came out, and then we had uh, you know 2.5 in January, February, so 3.5 January, you know, uh, that kind of time frame. And then you know if if they're shooting again for a 4.0, I would hope that they take the time, make sure they got everything you know buttoned up, 
but I, having it in uh, 4.0 next June isn't that bad. But if they're really trying mm-hmm. to get it sooner, like because they were trying to get uh, 3.0 out, like they said springtime, and technically they did it in the end. Of, you know, where yeah, June it's is the last still day in spring, of spring right? when it launched right. or something. But you know, yeah. maybe they're maybe that you know he's you know they're really working mm-hmm. to have. Yeah, you know, 4.0 in you know May or you know who knows we'll see. And I'm I'm hoping this time around too, um, because there was that that bit of a lull right between 2.55 and 3.0. I'm hoping mm-hmm. that um, they can make that less of a, uh, a gap, yeah. you know, instead of having to be as long as it was before. Um, My big concern with 4.0, like with any kind of lull, would be from 4.0 to 4.1. I uh, mm-hmm. we I don't I think that a big thing that hurt was just the amount of time it took from 3.0 to 3.1. There was just such a long period of time that uh, and, you know, I think that's just what, what hurt a lot of people because it's just like, wait a minute, yeah. okay. There's a lot well, here to and do. And it's rough too from, from a development standpoint because, I mean, they added a yeah. lot in 3.0 and there was okay. a lot of tweaking they had to do and then there was all the new stuff um, as well. So, yeah, mm-hmm. there was a lot of stuff. So, um, you know, whether, I mean, I, I'm sure they're learning, right, as they go. You, you never right. aren't learning. I hope um, so. Right. But yeah, whether whether or not you know it's something that they can do feasibly or not, uh, we're just gonna kind of have to wait. We can all be thankful that we won't see thirteen months of no content like you know other <laughs> games have before, right? You know, so we've got to be grateful for that. And yeah, even even then, we'll get you know we'll get like a point five yeah. or something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I mean mm-hmm. that was that was really one of the biggest things that hit um, Old Republic when that came out. Yeah, is they exactly. had such a giant gap that everybody oh. left by the time they patched the it game horrible <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so. so there you go um next up here we have a contest we're going to announce here um, mm-hmm. we are going to be giving away three i beat Sephiroth t-shirts signed by naoki yoshida um, and each shirt is going to also come with uh, one of those big giant bags from e3 that yes. uh, i'm sure you've seen around at uh, back at PAX East, we talked to uh, Michael Christopher Koji Fox, and he was telling us um, about you know the possibility that maybe in areas outside of Eorzea, there's a group that Ifrit's worship or that worships Ifrit, and Ifrit to them is this benevolent god who hands out flowers to children and is the fire that roasts your marshmallows, um, and so we kind of took that idea and ran with it, and so. What we did is we actually asked members of the Final Fantasy XIV team um, how they would take an existing primal and change it. Uh, Naoki Yoshida says, um, I suppose I would pick Shiva. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV's version of Shiva was born from delusions and experiences of Ysail, uh, you know, the snowy wastes of her childhood and religious imagery of the ice goddess Halone. Um, Ysail's admiration for the saint who loved a dragon. Um, all of this formed the basis of what would be the primal. Um, of course, the real Saint Shiva um, has a personality and backstory all her own, and it could be fun to imagine what a primal based on that would be, um, given her fiery passion, her f- supposed fiery passion. Um, you know, she may not be all that different from Ifrit. Hmm, interesting. Um, Koji Fox, this is, sit down for this one. This is, it's, <laughs> it's, it's an answer from Koji, right? Like, it's what you would expect from Koji. Um, he goes, I think you need an ultimate tag team. The primals come together to form a wild burger joint that would put fi- Guy Fury's wasabi-infused bleach blonde man witch peddling diners, drive-ins, and or dives to shame. <laughs> Ravana slices and minces the meat, 100% free-range deep void death mouse. Titan pummels them into patties, fresh, never frozen. 
Ifrit charged them to perfection with his hell flames. Gruta constructs the burger with the, the skill and alacrity of a Hamburger University trained sandwich artist and keeps the layers in place with one of her pinion feathers. Lafayathan mixes and preps the fountain drinks while Shiva chills the glasses. And finally, Bismarck delivers the order across the, rel- the realm, Amazon drone style, in a half bell or less, or your food is free. Ramu is uh, the old curmudgeon in the corner of the store, uh, nursing that complimentary cup of water while reading the morning paper. Odin, <laughs> Odin's a level 8 vegan, so you won't find him anywhere near the place. <laughs> Explains all of his powers. It was, it was I funny because I, I mentioned this. I'm like, I thought, like, isn't Zantetsuken technically the primal? And he's like, yeah, but a sword can't be a vegan. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, man. Yeah. Um, Matt uh, from the community team says he would pick Leviathan. Um, I could really see him worshipped as a spirit in the lakes and rivers around Heidelin. People worship Leviathan and praise him for helping young kids learn to swim in the summers or for saving the lives of drunkards that may fall into his watery domain. I imagine people would work extra hard to keep their lakes and rivers clean to show their love for Leviathan too. Isn't that um, <laughs> and then De- Devin, <laughs> I think everybody's got Leviathan all wrong. Uh, to some, he may be making maelstroms and causing craziness in the waters, but clearly surfers are worshiping him for amazing swells and uh, his being kind by answering their calls. If he could uh, promise me a few good waves every day, I would have no qualms about becoming enslaved to him. Adventures only stop surfers from having fun when they attack Leviathan on their barge. <laughs> um, <laughs> this one's really good, too, uh, from Shannon. Um, she would uh, change Bismarck. See, I imagine that inhabitants of the realm outside Eorzea would be confused by the Great White Whale and his shared name with the most illustrious restaurant and culinary's guild in Eorzea, the Bismarck. Both are notorious for entirely different reasons, and their acclaim seems to spread and fuse. As such, Bismarck would be revered by um, many outsiders as the benevolent god of snacks. (laughs) Stories of his consumption of islands are less horror tales and more playful hyperbole to express just how much of an appetite one can work up while soaring through the skies. Legends even suggest that the Vanu Vanu aren't just fluffy and rotund due to their feathery down, but they hold gluttonous feasts on a weekly basis in order to appease their god. <laughs> I, I've been, I I was getting really hungry me. reading some of these. Um, <laughs> Tony says uh, he would change Ravana. Uh, I can imagine him being worshipped by all the culinarians. Again, food. Yeah, um, as he controls earth and fire. His did they answer and- this during lunch? <laughs> I, I'm wondering. I think they did. Uh, his earth and power to grow lush vegetables and his fierce fire to work magic in the kitchen. His legendary blades, the Chahandra, uh, Chandrahas, um, are also known as the Almighty Chahan Blades. A couple of his famous uh, prelude to slaughters and sprinkles of his special Ghana spices. It's, that's what the butterflies are. Mm-hmm. Uh, he cooks the world's best fried rice. Uh, he says uh, Chahan is fried rice in Japanese. <laughs> so, uh, And last but not least here, um, Aya, again, food. Um for context, I've been on a Shiva kick uh, and even requested her to be eating an ice cream sandwich. Um, so despite the way people view Shiva and the heretics, I could uh, I would change that despite their seemingly cold personalities, uh, there would be one thing that would show a sweeter side to them. Before partaking in an indulgement of frozen treats, people would thank Shiva for the element of ice. Whether it infused in the crystals during the creation of such treats or made through other means, they would also make sure that soft serve would look perfectly swirled as Shiva's hair. 
<laughs> that so would be go. cool. <laughs> we need those at Fan I Fest. seriously think this is ass during lunch. That. We need nope. those at Fan Fest, right? The Shiva soft serve. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Great. There we go. Uh, so we will have a post coming up on the website later this week uh, with details on how to enter this contest. We are going to have you tell us how you would change a primal. Um, you can just make a comment if you want. You could you know, draw us an illustration of how you would change a primal. Um, anything like that. Um, we will read or show off those on the next a- uh, episode of Aetherite Radio, which we haven't dated yet, um, so keep an eye out for the announcement on that. Um, and we'll read off some of our favorites and choose the top three as the winners. Uh, so this contest is open to residents of North America. So if you're in Canada, you can you can, you can can enter, all right? Oh, cool. um, so keep an eye out for that. That'll be up on the website uh, this coming week. And that is it. That is all we had. Very cool. Good job, Does anybody everybody. else have uh, <laughs> anything that they want to mention? Shoutouts or anything? Uh, I've been making fun tutorial controller guides for various jobs that I play. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I was, you're, like, people, you're just so slow. Cool. I'm like, well, I was like, I always feel like, like uh, should I like, hey, check out the other stuff that I do. <laughs> um, no, so I, I've been just kind of like, okay. I, for whatever reason, so I, so I made this like Paladin controller guide video because like I have a Paladin 60 and then one of my friends was playing around with them and I was like, well, you know, I'm going to make a little guide talking about how I lay out the cross op bar and some macros that I have. And then, like, I totally just posted it, walk, you know, just like went about my life. And this was like back in February. I come back, and, and for me, like, it's like it's has like six hundred views. And I was like, hmm. what? Like my video, like videos that I post are like two or three videos, like two or three views from my mom. <laughs> you know, and so it's like, okay, well, cool. I'll make I'll make one for Dark Knight, and that seemed to be real popular. So I've been just kind of making these little Final Fantasy fourteen controller guides. So for those out there. On uh, who play on PS4 with a controller or pay, uh, play on the PC with a controller, I check out, I guess, my YouTube channel. Uh, everyone usually starts with, hey, this is Bryn from Aetherite Radio. <laughs> so, uh, nice. you know, plugging the podcast as well. So, the uh, check that out. Um, you know, Have you Lydia. done a Black Mage one yet? You know, actually, so uh, Black Mage and Warrior are going to be a little bit more complex because uh, while I have my Black Mage at 60, and I really like it. I, I have. I usually do summoner, and I love summoner. I actually just made a summoner video today and posted it today. But uh, warrior and black mage require a little bit more nuance because, especially when you talk about Nokian, um, it can ch- change. And so, again, right. the whole concept behind these videos is that you're playing with a controller. You've got what the system does. So it'll be interesting to see when they do the double cross hop bar if that changes any kind of tips that I've I've got. But as a controller player. Um, uh, you know, that's kind of the thing. And so I hadn't ever asked like fusion cause I was like, well, I've got the video. Like, do you want, like, maybe I just post a link into the wiki, you know, so that, you know, for like these little guides and stuff, but I didn't know. Like, so, mm-hmm. um, I didn't want to be like, Hey, here's the, oh, here's we, the we all figured out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, anyway, so it was just that, uh, so black mage is going to take a little bit more work because, um, summoner, I do great DPS at, and I do okay DPS in a black mage. And I do believe that's because, I need to rethink some of my macros and some of the uh, how I approach the, the the job on a controller. The end. I ask mostly because I imagine it's really difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Summoner's real easy. Uh, you know, I have uh, my Dark Knight, and you know, that's like uh, it's fantastic. I do, I do great with it. But um, 
the uh, yeah the the black mage will be difficult, and warrior is actually going to be difficult too because it's best to have it switch across hot bar because you've right. got those skills for when you're talking about abandon and when you're talking about um, mm. defiance that you need that you know you need to be able to kind of switch it because otherwise you're it, you're just not doing yourself any favors. So I'm working on I'm working on those. Um, real quick, too, I want to give a shout out. Uh, last last week, week before, I was uh, a guest on Phoenix Down Radio, uh, talking to those guys over there. So make sure to go and uh, give them a listen. They're on Twitter. I think they're on. Is it PhoenixDownRadio.com? It might be a Tumblr. I forget. Uh, but Will look you them up. Google, when you Google. post the show, like the link. Yeah, I can put a link on it too. Great. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Google. <laughs> it's easy to find them. Let me, um, let me do that for you. Exactly. <laughs> I should I should include that as the link, right? The, the, yeah. the, anyway, uh, give that give that show a listen. Uh, it was cool talking to all these guys. Um, and yeah, so I guess that will do it for this episode of Aetherite Radio. If you would like to get a hold of us, uh, well, that's not the right screen. <laughs> that one. Uh, you can contact us at AetheriteRadio at GamerEscape.com. Um, throw us a tweet at Aetherite Radio. Um, you know, we'll read stuff on the air, uh, answer questions, all that kind of stuff. Uh, keep an eye out for the contest that we got coming up when yourself and I beat Sephiroth shirt signed by Mayuki Yoshida. And that's it. So thanks for tuning we, in, we, everybody. Uh, we want to do more interviews. Let us know who you want to hear from. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I was like, ah. <laughs> throwing me off my thing here. Um, so yeah, that'll do it. Thanks for everybody for tuning in, and we will uh, see you here next time. Bye. Bye.